Hey guys, and welcome back to the latest Teach of Tomorrow podcast episode with your co-host, Matt, soon to be Mr. Aldring. And your co-host, Sam, soon to be Mr. Gregory. And we are here to share our journey, experiences and views on all things education. Hey guys, welcome back to the latest podcast episode, where today we'll be covering the topic of teacher relationships, and particularly we'll be looking at teacher and teacher. Uh, Sam, it's been a while, mate, so it's just been me and you. Nice to get back into it, isn't it? Could um, be going well so far. You know, I think it's a really good mini-series um, that we're going to be taking a hold of technically with teacher relationships, both with teacher to teacher and also towards mentors, parents um, and students as well. So, yeah, how are you feeling about it, mate? Yeah, on that note, like we've got some really interesting and exciting guests coming on for the for the mini series, which will hopefully give some decent insight and give some really good advice and tips for obviously us going as in as student teachers and into our uh, first years of teaching uh, next year, hopefully. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it, and hopefully it doesn't take me three or four attempts to uh, to get things out of my mouth. To be fair, unlike you, I know. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't the best start? Wouldn't the best start for me, admittedly? But there we go. Uh, like you say, we've touched on, we've got some really exciting guests coming up, uh, some exciting topics which you think are going to be really beneficial for people like ourselves as PTC students, um, NQTs as well. Also, just teachers that are out there and that may be working in a school that they might have a load of support with or may not have a load of support with within their peers. So I think it'll be a really interesting episode um, and really interesting mini-series as well. Just before we get started... Um, for everyone that's tuning in for the first time, get in touch with us on Instagram on at the Teachers of Tomorrow or via Twitter on at TFT Pod. Um, also find us on Apple, Spotify. Like I say, head back for the episodes that you may have missed so far. There's a few that we're going to be reflecting on and that we've done previously. They're going to link quite well to this subject. So I think you'll find it really interesting um, for some of the interviews that we've had so far and that will be really sort of beneficial to this episode so yeah like i say get in touch any feedback um we'll just say hello we're always we're always online we're always about um so yeah sad you know teacher relationships big one for us i think yeah. as uh, upcoming student teachers um i know you've been fortunate to uh to work in some really positive school um cultures and some really sort of supportive school cultures you care just to touch on them um just to start the episode off with yeah, just um, so obviously I was based in a school for uh, two and a bit years, um, and that's when I was doing doing my PE there. Uh, I was lucky in the fact that yeah, uh, the staff touched me really, really well. Uh, from that as well, like one of my closest friends is uh, currently working at that school still. So not me. That mate. <laughs> yes. Not me. Yeah, no. You feel cheated on me. I'm sorry be, about that. I can't believe it, mate. you got, got another close friend. I'm fuming. This is the first time hearing about it. <laughs> I'll allow yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah, I just, for me, I just think having someone in school who you're actually mates with or close with helps a lot, especially with the, the stresses or pressures that you might come under. And what I, I know for him, for example, when he started off um, at the school, he had a really tough time. Um, settling in and stuff like that but he said it, it was made easier the fact that yeah we just like instantly uh, connected and yeah like like I said like we're re- re- really close now went to his wedding last summer um, went on his stag do so yeah if you can make if, if you can make a friend within 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 your school then yeah it, it just makes it so much easier and, and funner 
And if Sam can make a friend in any school, then that gives hope for us all. So happy days. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, that, I, that should I be positive. <laughs> I know that should be positive, positive news for everyone. Um, but no, it's, I've been in schools before where I've seen some teachers that may have um, like struggled, like young teachers that may have struggled um, working with other teachers in particular year groups and things like that, because they maybe didn't get on as well. or They didn't share the same um, likes and similar and, interest maybe away from school as well as in school so i think yours is obviously a really good example of how important it is to um sort of get to know someone socially within school in a working environment because at the end of the day it's a working environment and if you're going to go into an office space or something like that um, or in a bar for example you know you want to make friends with people and you want to be able to hang out with them so i don't see well from my personal side why that should be any different as a teacher yeah and i think and I think it goes back to like the, the work-life balance as well. Like every Friday, we used to go go to the pub and have, have a couple of pints because it was the end, end of the Pints week. of water. <laughs> Just <laughs> unwind. We've got, we got, got the train on, mate. Don't, don't oh, that's on. okay. <laughs> <laughs> on a Friday, leave, leave the cars, mate. But yeah, yeah, was, um, yeah just had, had a couple of pints. Just, but yeah, it was that balance of uh, work and life, really. But interesting as well, like in contrast to that, when I was working for like an external company, like going into schools, you, I struggled that like you didn't really like, because you weren't in every single day uh, with uh, the teachers, you didn't really build that relationship. It was more to do with like a professional relationship that you were building, like making sure like the company's name um, was getting positive feedback and things like that. So there's like two, there's two different ways that I had to work whereby when I was in school, I could make, those relationships and friendships whereby whereas uh from a an external company viewpoint it was more to do with um building upon uh, professional relationships with the head teachers and teachers and making sure that we were doing a, a good job because yeah end of the day they needed they needed the contracts for for, for pe and i've sort of experienced that myself if you've working in external companies you just because you don't have the time with the teachers um, in the professional environment day in day out it is hard to build them relationships and I think when you're going in as a coach maybe which we spoke which we touched on in the PSP episode um, you are struggling to because you're not sort of performing that um, mentoring role that you should really be doing as an external company whereas yeah. when I've worked in an external company that has used that mentoring scheme with the teachers, you know, after that five, six weeks period of, of working with that teacher in close quarters, you do build that relationship after two, three weeks. And so by the end of it, you are in that position where you, they feel comfortable asking you questions. You feel comfortable asking them questions. It builds that confidence and relationship up between you and the school. And if anything, it makes it um, more effective and more efficient um, for the children. Yeah. But it, and on that, and on that as well, like, for me, because I was working for an external company, the, the positive culture came from the company and their inclusion and their um, willingness to like uh, bond people together and things like that. And I was lucky enough that I experienced that with my with, with my uh, uh, last company. Um, and it sort of touch, touches on like like you said um, previous episodes that we've done. Like obviously Glazad touched on uh, positive school culture because he was specific about that. Um, how that really impacts on teacher health and well-being and actually yeah if there's a positive school uh, school culture then it then it helps a lot but also as well when we were doing 
the well-being episode, just us two, uh, we found studies saying that um, actual colleague relationships actually plays an integral, integral part to how teachers perform in school and, yeah, just their overall mood and mm. um, attitude towards, towards yeah. teaching as well. So it, it ties in quite well. And we keep going back to the Glazard interview, and I think when we spoke to Ben the other day about it, one of the interviews, he touched on it. The reason why we keep going back to him particularly is because of the influence he's had on mental health and well-being and, you know, across the country. You know, I know as students, people may not be aware of what he's done um, in terms of education, but if there's one person you want to listen to about these sort of things, it is him because he's, he's had such a big influence in uh, like whole national uh, like changes in policy to these specific areas that you can't ignore him, what he's saying. Do you know what I mean? He's written 40 books yeah, on yeah. a variety of ages, ranging from EYFS up to higher education, you know, university students. Um, so he, the reason why we keep going back to it is because what he's saying is, is coming from a research-based, you know, first-hand research. And it's rather than actually reading it off the piece of paper, which we normally do, you know, when we got to talk to him, it was actually coming from the horse's mouth itself, which was just, you know, you can't ignore it. He's just, he's just, a, he's just a guy, isn't he? He's just a man. Like, just a boy. He just knows everything. Just a boy, isn't yeah. he? Absolutely, <laughs> absolute geezer. Man like that, Glazard. But no, it's yeah, like you say. Well, I was just thinking in terms of teacher relationships. Uh, thinking back to our trip to Northern Ireland, actually, um, and when we went to visit, visit them schools, the welcoming they gave us on that day that we were there, and being outsiders coming into that environment, how welcoming they were, how forthcoming they were to sort of bring us into the classroom, introduce us to themselves and their colleagues, TAs, whatever, introduce us to the children straight away and get us involved straight away. And then sort of on, you know, in the staff room on their breaks, they will, they'll come over to us out of their way and talk to us about what we were doing, finding out like why we were there. You know, they didn't have to do that. I mean, they've, they've got, you know, schools worry about things to do you know, asking us where we were going after, after for a night out, these sort of things, you know, that sounds trivial to, to a lot of people. And I know a lot of people might, you know, turn their nose up at it because it may, may not seem professional, but for student teachers like ourselves going to a school environment and seeing that there's nothing better than, yeah. than, you know, feeling that welcome and feeling that confident and then, and feeling that comfortable. And then when you go to the classroom and you, you may, you have a question to ask them, like, you automatically feel more relaxed when you're going to ask them because you, you know, they're not going to kind of look at you as if you're an idiot. Um, which I think for me was so, it was so nice to see and so uh, warming um, for it a was, student teacher. It, it was really refreshing because I mean, I've been refreshing. That was the word. That was the word I was looking for. Refreshing. Mate, I'm on it today. <laughs> not just you, a pretty face, just, mate. <laughs> you just, you need to step your game up. <laughs> I've been doing no, too no. much work off the scenes, mate. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but like I said, it's, it's, it's refreshing. And someone who's been into like loads and loads of like different schools and a different range of schools as well, like what, what we experienced in Northern Ireland was nothing that I've experienced here. And the thing with Northern Ireland as well, like we weren't in the same school. We, we were all in different, different schools, essentially. And everyone said the exact same thing about each school yeah um now i'm sure sure there's, there's schools here that that might have that um positive school uh, culture and that vibrancy uh like they that they're offering in the uh, in the staff room but yeah i i'm yet to see it just yet and hopefully i will do uh in, in my pgc and when i get my first say, job and do you think that's 
do you think that is because a lot of your experiences have been through the external side of things? I know a lot of mine particularly are through the external side of things. Um, do you think yours maybe because of that or because you just, just for whatever reason you haven't um, been fortunate enough to, to see that? Or do you think maybe it's a cultural thing across, across schools in, in England? I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to like generalize it. Yeah. Generalize it. But like from my experience, I'm, I will say it's probably a culture thing. Um, but we, we've spoken about before. I mean, we don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here, but, but we've said about the pressures and Jonathan Glazad said about the pressures as well of the curriculum uh, and what that does to teachers and, and SLT and the pressures of that and how that might actually impact on, on, on the staff room and, and, and the mood and, uh, and people's attitudes. Whereas Northern Ireland, they do have more uh, autonomy over their curriculum and what, and what, what they can teach. And yeah, I think just simply they, they were just really, really happy. Being yeah. There. And they, when we are, when we asked them to be fair, I think well, I had a conversation with one of them um, just sort of asking that question, you know, what's it like to be a teacher over here or over there? Is it, um, you know, is it a job that's sought after, you know, like what's the pressures like? And they were saying that like, the pay is exactly the same, but there's always, there's an abundance of teachers over there. Like there's always people trying to be teachers because I think uh, the profession over there is valued so highly. Um, and the mm. difference it makes is so um, vast with some of the areas, sort of the war-torn areas and things like that, the impact that it has on the children growing up in them areas, they obviously recognise how important it is. And I think that plays into their um, advantage almost because they know how lucky they are to have that job they know how excited they are to have that job and I think because they're in that job because they've got there they maybe make more of an effort with each other to kind of to kind of work together and again obviously we went in schools that are in fairly disadvantaged areas uh, you know 20 years ago amidst um, a war uh, and that and you know now they're obviously thriving and they know sort of how they still recognize the impact of that, but they know how important it is to work together as a, as a team and as a, as a group of staff. And I think that sort of shone through when we were over there. And it's just really, like I say, refreshing to see uh, for two sort of students going into that profession, obviously this year, but particularly as an NQT as well, um, going forward, again, running your own classroom um, as an NQT has got to be daunting to say the least. So to have that, I guess, to have staff that are going to be so welcoming and so helpful um be such a you know massive boost and it's and and what you're talking about there like the the mood the attitude and the the relationship and communication between staff is like it's quite a prominent feature like obviously in some episodes that we've done but also like within research as well and also like some of childhood theory theorists as well so for example you take someone like bronfen um brenner for example hey, it's not just me you see not just me. I, I see, right what bronfen brenner Bronfen Brenner, that's how you yeah, say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bron- Bronfen Brenner. It's like Charles Bronfen. Bronfen Brenner. So he, he developed an e- ecological uh, model uh, and it was originally based um, for children and it looked at how they would develop uh, biologically um, and psychologically as well through their um, connections through like family, uh, being in the classroom, teachers, peers, um, and then other external things uh, like their parents' work and how that would influence their, their views and stuff. And this model has been 
adapted to like other workplaces and including teachers as well. And within the model, there's um, there's a layer for inter interpersonal relationships um, between teachers and other teachers, and it states the importance of how of well how important it is really to have those positive uh, connections with your colleagues around you, so that they can ideally support you um, in difficult situations, but also as well, we we, we said it earlier, but it's about having a work-life balance as well you, you don't want to be going to work and just been talking to someone about work constantly like yeah, definitely. you want to be you, you want that balance and be able to talk talk about something else yeah and i think well we obviously touched on prof and brenner and the likes of bruna back right at the start of our degree uh, how children learn i think at the time obviously first assignment we sort of looked at what, it and what that, an assignment that was absolute slog that was horrible <laughs> Ah, oh, horrendous memories of me in the library till three in the morning, the night before doing that one. Awful. Oh, <laughs> I think you did a 24 hour stint, mate. Big stint. That was when I was young and naive. So when I, <laughs> and when I say young, 26. So it's not that young. Um, but yeah, you know, we didn't really understand that much what they're talking about. Whereas now, a couple of years on, we kind of understand and seen firsthand what the model can do. And it talks on they obviously look at it from a very social constructivist approach and how socially that impacts sort of your teacher identity and things. And it, you know, teacher relationships are a prime example of that. And we'll go on to future episodes to talk about other interpersonal relationships with teachers and mentors, which would be, you know, really good one for us, particularly um, going into our PGT um, year and NQT year. Also teacher and parent, again, that's going to be a really important one to talk about because I suppose you've got to find the balance really as a teacher, haven't you, with being professional, uh, but also building that rapport with you, with the parents of your class. And I think if you're there, obviously, but, way, you're here. but you're going to, you're going to, at some point, you're going to have difficult conversations with your colleagues, parents, and probably your mentors as well. So yeah. if we can prepare people about how to approach certain situations, then obviously that will benefit us and hopefully you guys as well who are listening. Yeah, and we definitely need to learn that because we do love a difficult conversation, that's for sure. Maybe too many we difficult conversations, it. yeah. <laughs> we look for it. <laughs> I, think that, I think we scare people off too many difficult conversations. Oh, I don't want to talk to them too anymore. Back, back we go. Back, back we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I say, it's just touching on um, you know, the importance of school co culture. You talked about peer communication um, and in particular how it influences teachers in the profession whether they stay on or whether they you know whether it has an impact and I know you're going to back me up here but from the research that you've found and, and looked at it shows that teachers with a positive uh, peer relationship in their school tend to last in the profession longer than maybe newly qualified teachers or student teachers that have gone in and struggled to fit in with their, um, with their school and build their relationships. Yeah. Just, just touching on what, what you said as, as well, Matty, um, there was a study done by Zavalevsky and Lushinsky. Um, some big words like, flying around here today, mate. Some huge you know words what? flying around. Mate. Well, the Dalai Lama, right. <laughs> has motivated me, right. To make sure that I get these people right. Considering right. that was the easiest word to ever pronounce, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, doing well, I'm doing well so far, to be yeah, fair. I'm impressed, mate. I'm impressed. Right. I'm not going to say their names again because I will probably screw it up. But anyway, <laughs> th th those two, they, they did um, 
uh, they did a study based on teacher retention. And obviously, specifically today, we're looking at uh, peer relationships. Uh, and within their findings, like Matt said, um, peer communication was actually the second most uh, important thing for teachers in the working environment. Um, and the communication um, was varied in what in what uh, teachers meant, really. So just on a day-to-day basis, um, just how people uh, spoke to each other, but also as well, um, having weekly staff meetings. Um, so teachers actually feel involved and part of the school. And if they've got any concerns or worries, uh, teachers have stated that they could actually bring these up in staff meetings and ask their colleagues or peers. Uh, there was an example in, in the study about someone who was struggling with like some behaviour management um, and their peers uh, came in to, in, in to help them, uh, just gave them a couple of strategies and they just said it was really, really useful because had they not gone to the staff meetings, they would have been probably too nervous to like go out their way into another classroom and, and ask for help where, whereby these staff meetings gave them an opportunity to, well, develop themselves professionally and it's actually it's actually important you've said that because i was just reflecting then on um, a couple of times i've been in schools as either volunteers or as like volunteering or i'm um, just helping out and you know was was never allowed into the staff meetings um even though i was working with the children it was you almost separated from the staff meetings. Now I can understand there's a certain amount of safeguards and things like that that needs to go on and, and, and protection and things like that. So I can, I can understand certain meetings, but it does tie into that kind of, um, you know, you do feel it is more difficult to ask questions and, and you do feel a bit put to the side because you don't really know what they're talking about. And if they're talking about particular children that maybe you're working with in that classroom, um, you might feel like you want to ask a question about something, but you, you might not be able to because of because of that that sort of separation. My my my, my view is is quite quite simply: if if they're not comfortable with you being in the staff room, then why are you in the classroom with the children anyway? They, oh, exactly. I, it does, doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. And if teachers are having conversations that they probably shouldn't be ha- having, go and have it in, in in your classroom or in a private office somewhere. Don't don't do it in, in in, in the staff room for people to hear about it like yeah and it goes yeah. back to making making people feel welcome and, and including and like we've touched on like northern ireland they were like whatever weren't they they just weren't just embraced us like it honestly felt like we've been there for like 10 years or something like teaching. what i would do what i would do to go back what, yeah, I, would yeah, do, yeah. what I would do to do a stint there it'd be unbelievable it'd oh, be man, we don't we won't talk about that on this one we won't talk no, about my, that on my, this one my, off, off air only we'll be we'll be down the drain after that <laughs> You're not wrong. um but like, like i say that that is about creating that school culture and we touched on it with the teacher turnover episode i think where we were saying about uh creating sort of an environment where you feel confident to ask questions and and things like that and I think we spoke about when you were going through um, your difficulties and felt you know you were struggling to talk to people about how you're feeling things like that and and that could that could well happen to someone else in school you know as a teacher and and the reason why it's so important to to create these school cultures not just professionally but also well-being wise and to make sort of staff feel comfortable that if they are struggling or if they are feeling overwhelmed with with work with stuff going on outside um things like that 
etc that they've they have got a support network around them and um, not just professionally but personally as well and i think the more we talk about it the more we the more we seem to draw in more things that are important and, and that can be beneficial um to a, to a really positive um school environment yeah it's, it's interesting that uh, that you say that as well because like within within this research and it it sort of relate, relates to you as well um they stated that some of the teachers that they, they interviewed found that their first year was quite uh, lonesome uh, and they felt quite uh, isolated. Um, but other teachers in this same study offered like advice towards those teachers saying like, if you've got an idea or if you've got questions like you need, you need to be active and you need to be assertive with it. So you need to back yourself with an idea that you have. And if you've got a question or you're not sure about something, Go and ask some, someone about it. Don't don't just sit by yourself and um, just worry about it, like because you're not going to develop as a teacher, and especially as uh, NQTs or student teachers like we are. And we're asking plenty of questions to make sure that that, yeah. I, that I am prepared. Um, you have to. You have get, to because yeah, yeah. You're never gonna you're never gonna be successful if you don't ask people that are more knowledgeable than you. Like you're never gonna learn. Um, I know you ask me all the time for things. <laughs> you know what i was gonna compliment you as well but like nope that's gone that's not happening i couldn't help myself mate i couldn't help myself but you know like you say you do have to be assertive and you have to be forthcoming because it might be difficult to start but I'm, from my experiences people have always have tended to um, welcome it you know welcome them questions welcome that uh, enthusiasm to to know more and and you do just look more enthusiastic and you look like you care more, I think. Whereas yeah. you can almost you can almost be you can almost be mistaken as is not caring rather than uh, you do care, but you're just kind of so apprehensive to ask. I think I think you've nailed it on the head there, because that's what I was gonna say. Like if if you go out your way to get yourself involved in meetings or to go and ask questions or to go observe things, like teachers are gonna like are gonna see that, see you being around school and be like, Oh, he's keen or she's keen. Uh she he or she wants to learn whereas if you're struggling and you're just sat in your classroom quietly then teachers just you're not you're not do you're not doing enough to like make relationships or build um relationships with with staff who who might who might then help you if you you go uh, speak to them so it's not just on one side it's a two-way thing you've got to work uh, both ways yeah definitely and it's well something that we know from being at uni i think we've both benefited from just being attentive and asking questions and emailing and and things like that you know it sounds busy at the time but it's paid dividends to us with our degree and and when when we go when we go into school it's it's something that i certainly pride myself on as a as a person just being confident enough to go and ask questions and and not and not being afraid because it's it's just important to me it's I don't, I'll be the first person to admit that I don't know everything, but I'm never going to find out unless I don't go and ask people. So it's, I just, I just can't not, get it's not even I just, if you ask me questions, just in, just in general life. Oh, where's Matt gone? Oh, I just talked to random again. Yeah. <laughs> best, best way to learn is communication, mate. Best way to learn is communication. See my Instagram post. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the best way to, to learn, I think. And it's for me personally, that's how I, how I sort of establish some relationships and that kind of determines for me how I'm going to get on in my, in that particular school or that particular environment. And it's, you know, to me, it's crucial um, to establish that early, early on. Yeah. And just, 
just before we go into the CPD of, of the episode, the, re- the reason why uh, we want to do this like sort of mini series because it is important. Like the relationship we will have with colleagues in school uh, and the different placements with parents and our mentors are going to be crucial for us as student teachers. But also when we go into schools as qualified teachers, colleague relationships and parent relationships are going to be really, really important. And like we touched on, we are going to do episodes with, with those on. We're hoping for the student mentor one to have our uh, tutor on or our ex-tutor on yeah. uh, who's, done his, who's done his doctorate on student and mentor relationship. And then for the teacher and parent relationship, um, we're hoping to get on uh, my old head teacher, not from primary school, who I used to uh, work in school with, which should be which should be a re- really good um, episode because she's really, really knowledgeable and she's got plenty of experience with, uh, within schools. And yeah, and she, I'm, I'm sure she'll give you a glowing review as well, mate. So even better. Mate, I'm nervous. Like, <laughs> this, this, this is her, like, for everything that I put her through for two years, this is her This is it, mate. Like, this is it. Yeah, it's yeah. Time to come back. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, it's absolutely right. Really important episodes and really exciting episodes to have, uh, which I think are going to be beneficial to ourselves, fellow student teachers, maybe uh, people starting their undergraduate scheme, etc. It's really going to be beneficial for everyone. Um, and it leads nicely into the CBD section. So I know you're going to touch on... Um, Prof and Breno a bit more um, just just read out sort of what his paper's about. But um, I'm just going to read out the, God, Savalisky and Lisinski uh, 2020 paper, which Ooh, as Sam said, Sam said correctly, <laughs> and I've also now said correctly, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, in 2020, so again, very recent. And that was the one that we, we were talking about, which is all about creating a positive school culture with peer communication um, and benefiting teacher retention uh, within the profession so I think that would be a really good one to to delve into and, and have a read of because I think it sort of backs up um, what we've been talking about today and and moving forward sort of the importance of interpersonal relationships within schools yeah um, and the well there's two there's two options for Bronfen uh, Brenner uh, so you can actually read his original um, article and book from 1979 which is on the the ecology of human development so that talks more about micro meso exo and macro uh, levels and how that impacts on uh, development um, another really good book which you'll know of as well from our level four is learning theories in childhood uh, which is graham blaine uh, and that basically has most childhood th- theories in it breaks it down re- really well so if you're interested in that side of um, education or primary education that's a really good book to to, to read read upon and it's also got Bronfen Bennett uh, in as well and has a really good description of his model yeah and it does go through all theorists um, ranging from Piaget to Vygotsky to Bronfen Brennan and so on it gives you a, does give you a really basic but introduction into um, childhood theories which at the time, like I say, we were absolutely hating, but now it's served us well. So thank you very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mate, that's, so, all, that's all I um, referenced in like my level four. That's all I did. That's how bad, that was the level that I was at. I was like, this book is just going to get me through. So my mind, I was like, mm, might need to do some more reading. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it got, it got us through just about, so that's all right. Um, but yeah, and it rounds off the episode really nicely, I think. Uh, obviously, we've touched on a lot of subjects. We could have talked with this one out could have talked about this one for a long time really I think because there's so many different branches you can go off and I think that's why the mini series is so important because 
it allows us to go into a bit more detail um, into certain interpersonal relationships, uh, whether that's again student to teacher, uh, teacher to mentor, teacher to parent, etc. So, hopefully, you guys have have learned, you know, similar to what we have through doing this episode um, about the importance of peer relationships in schools. I know it's something that me and Sam are really uh, hot on. It's something that we we really uh, pride. Um, ourselves being you know very welcoming with others um, but also it's something that we look for when we go into a school so if you are going to employ us and work with us please do be nice because we do like it a lot okay <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch with us uh, after the episode of course on instagram at the teachers of tomorrow or via twitter at tft pod uh, if you go on instagram you'll find our personal pages as well um, so you can't miss us really but like i say we've got some um, really exciting episodes coming up around these sort of light-hearted subjects um got one about teacher gifts which i know is a controversial one to some people maybe but i know it's one that sam really wants to talk about and i know he's excited for that one to get going um i wouldn't say also, excited mate nervous I you're excited so mate you're excited you're <laughs> banging on about it um and again you know fingers crossed we have that mental one um upcoming in a few few weeks which will also be fascinating to to do but um no like i say Teacher confidence, teacher relationships, all the way, Sammy boy. That's the way. That's the way we're going. Uh, anything to round off, mate? Cheers for listening. Great. That's what I have to put. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Sam. Cheers, guys, for listening. Look forward to the next week. To get in touch with us, following the latest podcast episode, head over to at the Teachers of Tomorrow on Instagram or over on Twitter via at TFT Pod.